AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Crush. Charles W. Chuck Bryant here in the studio at Pond City Market, Atlanta, Georgia is where I'm recording this intro and outro. But uh, for this interview, I went on location with a little remote rig because I was interviewing another musician. And I tell you, the way to interview musicians is to say, hey, I will come to your green room at your venue and make it real easy on you because these dudes roll into town, they have sound check. They need to get a little dinner. They don't have a ton of time to lollygag, come over to the studio and meet me here. So I'm trying to uh, trying to get a, some more musicians in the can and, and other artists of various types to get a nice range of experience and, and opinion. Albert Hammond Jr., you probably know as being one of the guitar players from The Strokes. I like The Strokes fine. I love that first album. But I am a big fan of Albert Hammond Jr.'s solo work. Uh, from the very beginning, I'd, I always thought his solo records uh, were greater than the Strokes. Uh, I love what he does. I love his musical sensibilities. Um, his new album right now is out uh, called Francis Trouble. It is fantastic. After the interview, I was able to go see him. I uh, already had tickets. went and saw him perform that night at Terminal West here in Atlanta. And it was one of those, it was one of those Friday night shows that just happens every now and then where everything comes together. Uh, and you could even see on the band's face, they were all looking at each other like, holy shit, what's going on in Atlanta tonight? Uh, because it was a legit off-the-hook show. And I don't say things like that much. <laughs> great show, great new album. And we had a really interesting talk about life, about art, about movies, about music, um, and kind of everything. He's a very... He's very kind of sensitive, 
uh, contemplative guy, and I didn't know quite what to expect. And I was very, very happy to meet him and sit down with him. The sound quality is going to be a little different than you're used to uh, because we were in a weird room uh, at the venue. But um, he's a good guy, a nice guy. There's a lot going on in that head of his. And uh, we talk a bit about The Arrival, which was uh, probably not his favorite movie of all time, but his pick of what he wanted to talk about of a, of a recent movie that he really liked. And so we got into uh, The Arrival as well. So uh, here we go with the great Albert Hammond Jr. on The Arrival. All right, so um, I was looking up, I mean, I know your background with your dad, obviously, as a hit songwriter growing up in L.A., and I always had this romantic notion of, like, you as a little kid at the house or any, like, L.A. kid with actors and songwriters and everyone just kind of wandering in and out. Um, I mean, no, it's not like that. Um, I... When I was too too young, like before I got into music, I had gone to the studio. Maybe when he was doing demos, he had he had done. No, I wasn't there for. He did a demo with Joe Cocker once, but I wasn't actually there. I think I met Roy or- Orbison. Oh wow! He was doing like a Disneyland thing, uh-huh. but I don't really remember. And it was like I fell in love with Roy Orbison at like twelve or thirteen. So, bit of a bummer. Um, but uh, my dad always had good stories. Yeah. But no, not, there was writers and there was like, you know, just adult fun talk. And I was a kid, you know, everyone right. was swearing or right. these different, <laughs> different characters would come in like writers, different writers. Remember Jerry Goffin. I don't remember if I ever met John Bettis. Some guy smoked a pipe. One guy had a Ferrari. It was funny. <laughs> and he was like crazy. Uh-huh. I think I found out more about those stories though when I was older. Yeah. They told me about stuff. Like my dad would be like, oh, then, you know, this writer, this person would want to come visit me in the studio so I could like get away from writing, get away right. from family, which is still writing, but it's just like, yeah. You know, because I think I didn't understand it now, but then, but now I do. Because when you're creating, you can create at home. Mm. And so that leaves a lot of time to be bothered by people right. <laughs> while you're trying to work. Yeah. Uh, no, I hung out with my mom more. And she was always like, you know, your dad's working. Let's right. go. Don't bother him. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. So it was like a whole. What part of LA was this? I grew up in Tarzana. In oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was born in Van Nuys and grew up in Tarzana. Right, and you were just saying your new your new band dudes are yeah yeah they're same all area or? yeah they're all from the valley they all had eight one eight cell phone numbers and that's they didn't scare you off <laughs> no that was that was what drew me to it right yeah home I don't know it's just funny how the universe shows you stuff sometimes you know and you know, I was just excited at what it what it might mean or what it might bring yeah that's cool. You know? I think, by the way, that song is ready for the stage that we heard in Soundcheck. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, maybe you play it in other few cities before we debut it. And I was like, mm, that sounded good to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's like, you just want to be able to perform it. And yeah. Sometimes you just have to get it a little so bit. So you're not under. thinking about it? Yeah, I think I'd be really thinking about it. But it is still fun when you you know you're not... 
even even I thought we'd play it the next in Birmingham and just like run it two or three times like we did and play it that night. Mm-hmm. It's just it's fun to not know what's going to happen. Yeah, like it could fall apart, but that's you know it's not like brain surgery and someone might die. It's just right. You messed up. That's okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, what's it like for you with, um, and we'll move on to movies and stuff in a sec, but no, no, sure. I don't get, I'm just thinking you thought it's almost like you, my, you thought my life was like Eddie Hall when he goes to that thing, except the kid running around. Yeah. No, I was actually very separated from anything like that. It was like, Uh you know, um, I don't know. I was just. I remember just more riding my bike and wanting to see my friends than anything my dad yeah. did, you know? That means you probably had a good mom. Yes, and I had a wonderful mom. Yeah. Who <laughs> took me everywhere, so... Yeah. Um, as far as you playing with, uh, like, your stuff with the Strokes and then now doing stuff on your own, which you've been doing for a while now, um, it must be pretty cool to go out, like, by yourself and be the dude after being in a band for so long. I mean, yeah, I'm. I feel pretty lucky because I still feel like the dude in in the Strokes because we had success as almost like a pop band. Mm-hmm. That element which we always wanted, with like everyone knew everyone's name. Yeah. So it doesn't feel. Well, that's true. It doesn't feel like when we go. It really feels like a like a gang. I don't feel like I, you know, someone gets less because Julian sings. I don't. I don't feel like that. I mean, we we even roomed. Up until the point where we didn't even have to anymore. Oh, really? Just because it was, we were already roommates at home. It was just more fun. That's cool. Um, but uh, what's fun is is to see the arc now on this record because when I when I started, I kind of didn't know exactly that or the idea of like how am I going to entertain. My first record was more of like a living room record. I feel like it's something you would. You could get stoned to and listen to by yourself with more ear candy. And I didn't really understand how people saw me press-wise, kind of like typecast it as like, you know, what a guitar player does in the history of right. guitar, of, of rock music, mm-hmm. what they kind of do. Um, and so finally on this record, I kind of see how, how I want to entertain people and what I want to do and what frontman I want to be and what songs I need and so I can kind of see it growing now where I want to you know I want to play I like it I want to play big venues yeah um so yeah that part of it imagining that grows is is fun I don't I what I mean to say is I, I never felt like the only part that felt choked or where I had so much extra was in the writing you know whatever little bits I would give to help out where I could or or whatever was it's fine it's a good release but I just have all this other stuff too so it yeah. just it would um it would be insane to just I think it would drive me insane if I just left it there right you know yeah and I like singing I fell in love with guitar like Lou Reed John Lennon like songwriters played guitar and sang yeah so yeah. yeah, you're a good singer. I have to, I remember I have to do that. <laughs> when the first stuff came out, the first solo stuff, uh, I remember getting in thinking, well, "Holy shit!" I didn't know that he could do all that. <laughs> I feel like I became 
Well, that's once again the rock story of yeah. Um, and I didn't. That's it's funny. I didn't notice it. And couldn't say it out loud until just this record, but um, definitely I became better. I figured myself out. It's like I started at twenty seven. It's like if I would have started at seventeen, mm-hmm. then yeah, twenty seven makes sense that you kind of know. Some people don't, and they figure it out right away, and then don't know where to go, or yeah. you know. So it's like everyone has different ways, right? They grow, but I kind of went backwards. I made my more adult record first, yeah, and I've just gotten more and more energetic as uh-huh. I've gotten older. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean. When I was confused about music at like 31 or what to do, the bands I got into were bands you normally get into at like 15, like, like Misfits and uh-huh. Wire and Wipers. You know, that was like my new, uh-huh. those were like my the new salvation. I was like, oh, it got me back into wanting to play music. Right. You know, so it's just, whenever I tell people that, they're kind of, you usually find that in your angsty teenage years. Right. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Well, uh... So jumping over to the movie side, what was what was your experience with movies growing up as a kid? Was it something you were really into? Huge. Really? I went to film school. I um where? NYU. Oh. Okay. I actually I didn't want to go to college. My my dad said kept on wanting me to have a backup 
my backup became film, which isn't really much of a backup, same odd, like similar odds. <laughs> yeah. But he just wanted me to go to college. I think he didn't do much school, so the fact that he could made him really want me to do it. Yeah. And so I applied there thinking I wouldn't get in because I didn't have the grades. Uh-huh. Um, but I had a, a cool essay on acid and cool photos. So I feel so like you had that's... to submit a creative package. Yeah, you, you do. And, and, but I took a year off anyways to go move to New York. I wanted, you go, you grow up in the Valley and it's a private schools. Everyone has this view on life. And one, I was kind of like going through it, not thinking of stuff. And at 14, 15, I just kind of like snapped out of whatever it was. And I was just confused at, at, uh, I just had many questions about life and I just wanted to go and live it somewhere. And I felt lucky that. I could go on an adventure and still, I didn't think I was going to get hurt. You know, I felt like whatever I didn't get and when you're like, my dad didn't have anything. So he had to go out and he had to go do something. So that was his part of his adventure. I was Mm -hmm. born like that where we were well off. So I needed to create an adventure to find that. You know what I mean? I just didn't understand everyone in private school. They're like, they're the rules were so, so boring. It's just like, you know, you go to college, get a job, you're trying to make money. And it yeah. just seemed like, you know, money was a nice after effect cherry, but it didn't like, uh, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't, one day I just went from just not connecting to everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that was the whole thing. I wanted to go and leave my parents and like discover myself without them telling you shit. Yeah. But I went to film school. I went to New York Film Academy first and I moved to New York and then got a job after that at a record store. Um, but yeah, I love, I fell in love with music and film roughly at the same time. And I just felt, I still think I will do film in my life. I just felt that it was something I could do in my later years and music wasn't. Right. You know? Um, but I, I mean, I love it. I've written scripts. Um, I'm trying acting now. Uh, yeah, they movies have moved me, or TV shows, or other, like music has in the, in the way that when you see stuff, it changes you forever. Like you no longer think the same way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What were some of your early movie? Uh, Blue Velvet was one that came. Oh yeah. My early times where I was just like, I don't know, there was something about the way you sound and the way you held on shots that it was like, it, life made more sense in that context than in reality. And so I just felt like, I don't know, you see stuff like that, it moves you, inspires you just in general for living. You don't need to create, just excited to be alive at a time where you can see someone like that. Yeah. Um, and then you start to build up wanting to either make something like that, be something like that, but have that be, have it have more attention. Mm-hmm. You know, what would the world be like if that was up there with really big movies? Yeah. You know, yeah. not like a cult movie. Yeah, I have an older brother who, uh, do you have siblings? I have two, 
sisters, but we're so, my dad was married before the, oh, okay. such a big gap. Uh-huh. By the time I was like five, they were in college. Oh, so right. Yeah. I don't even remember being five. So they weren't, uh, like my brother was, is three years older and he was just feeding me culture. So he was in college when I was in high school and he would throw me That'd things awesome. like blue velvet. And I remember specifically when he said, there's this movie, you need to go get it at the video store. And it was one of yeah, those things. These were all where, videos, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. VHS, of course. And, and a video store, no. Yeah. Uh, but being in high school and seeing a movie like Blue Velvet and uh, was just like mind-blowing. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. You go the next day and you have, it's funny. You would go to the video store, too, and it might not be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, someone rented it. And you're like, oh. Right. That happened with train spotting. Availability. I went and they were just like, oh, yeah, we don't have that yet. And I was like, well, put my name down so when it comes in, you want to get it. <laughs> You know, that was like a big, you know, and so it was like a big event. Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction and Ace Ventura. Those two at the same time. Huge. Uh-huh. Huge. It's so, so different. But a lot of my vocabulary for years still now is from both those movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember going to Blockbuster and checking the, uh, they had the cart where they would put the movies that just got dropped off. So if you were looking for your movie and it wasn't there, the people in the know would always go to that cart yeah, for sure. and see if it had just been returned. And they hadn't put it up yet. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is so weird. I mean, people, I mean, I don't want to be old man talking about kids these days, but the, the instant accessibility of everything, it's, um, it's great in a way, but it's also, there was something about... Uh, it's great if you find a balance for, because instant gratification yeah. is like drugs sure and is uh is not good in the long term yeah you know what i mean you're not supposed to get what you want always like that right you know? the second you want it yeah and so in some ways it's it's great because you can you know maybe stuff that's be harder you can things can be seen but in other ways it's mm-hmm. i wonder how we're gonna fight back or how we're gonna get some sense of People yearn for that romantic yeah. connection. They yearn for the for the weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your body will naturally give make you high from it. You know, it's like after I stopped doing drugs, I, I created rituals for myself just to have those moments. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just like making a cup of tea that you really like and really just like right. having a cup you like, just like a habit, and every like uh-huh. how you like it. And so it's. And make it a special moment for just for you, yeah. you know, because if not, you, uh, I don't know, you get lost and just like this, all this instant stuff, which is just too much. Yeah. Your brain was, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it's hard to find anything truly underground anymore too, because back then, if there was something, I mean, not like a blue velvet, but. Well, word of mouth, you mean? Word of mouth is a word lot Word of mouth or something media. that you didn't get it unless your friend dubbed it for you and sure. gave it to you. Sure, for sure. I mean, I definitely still, I lived at the end of that. Where like, you know, I would you know, listen to radio just to like tape something. My song. Yeah. Liked, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, what other kind of movies uh, were big oh, for you? at the time? I mean. Growing up. Kubrick came in there. Woody Allen came in there. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's so many. Well, being in New York is like being on a film set. So when you first got there, I'm sure. Yeah, what it? Uh, well, 
New York was um, when I moved in with Julian, we had this projector. I forget where it's like where he was working. Like they were like getting a new one, so they were like throwing it away. And we kept it, so we projected it on the white wall. It was uh-huh. awesome. Still VHS, but on the white wall, we had um, saw Jackie Brown. Uh, this movie called The Adventures of Sebastian Cole, which is awesome. I don't think I know that. I don't know, with Adrian Grenier. It's, it's so good. Yeah? It's a coming-of-age story. It's so good. So good. Um, and the way, you know, people mix music and movies is amazing. So many. I don't know. There's, there's too many. Yeah. Too many movies. Um, what about scoring? Have you ever thought about doing that kind of stuff? For sure. Yeah. For sure. But it's... It's, uh, I guess it's harder than it might seem. Yeah, I imagine. You know? But yeah, I would score a movie. Or it's, but the thing is, that a lot of times with that, it's connections you have with people because it's trust. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know. But yeah, I would, uh, do that second. I thought that, that I don't, I've never listened to his music, but that, I forget how to pronounce his name. Subjan Stevens or whatever. Yeah. His song for Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. So good for that movie. It yeah. Just like, that movie was so that great. Matched. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that movie was great too. Um, yeah. I mean, they both kind of, they, they really coexist together. I mean, I remember seeing The Doors. It's a little, I mean, I, I really liked uh the movie The Doors? Yeah, yeah. I really oh, yeah. like uh, Oliver Stone, too. Mm-hmm. Just when I was young, the Natural Born Killers was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So weird and good. Um, yeah, Platoon was a big one for us in college. Uh, Platoon. For sure. Huge, too. For yeah. sure. I mean, this, you, you forget and they come, they come back. It's sometimes it's hard to remember all those, but those, it was huge. I'm trying to think that, Someone I remember seeing that Doors movie like the night it came out uh, because I was really into the band at the time. This is yeah, I, did, I got into the band from that movie. Yeah. But I, someone took me when I was way too young. I didn't get it. I saw it when I was 15 or 16. And, it was like, uh-huh. and I remember I was so stoned and Riders in the Storm comes on and it's the, it's the desert. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. What is this song? No. Uh-huh. So powerful. Yeah, the beginning of that song. It was so, so powerful that I, I felt like I had discovered like a, a truth. Uh-huh. That's when you like hit music or movies where it hits you right. It feels like you've they haven't said anything. Right? It's not like you know something mm-hmm. you can speak out loud, but inside you feel like you know, like the universe is a purpose, and maybe that's what the high is. Is for a second you feel. Because life is meaningless unless you create a meaning for it. And right. so all of a sudden, for a second, maybe you just feel like you have tremendous purpose. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, we can get into Arrival. Sure. Which... Uh, we just wanted to pick a movie, and it was most recent. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, I had seen it before, and then I watched it again today. Um, I just... There's so many things I liked about it, and yeah. I just, the music is just music and movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cry every time at the end of that. I cry, I cry very much. Yeah, I think you're a little dead inside if you don't. You know, but it's so it's so beautiful yeah. when they're like you see what they're doing and the way it's the way it's shot. It's so beautiful that I was it almost 
that director who I don't know, I can't pronounce his name either. Yeah, Dennis uh, yeah, Villanueva. He did Blade Runner. Yeah. And I was so excited for it, and I just... Didn't love it? I thought it was... Uh, go and watch Harrison Ford. And there's something, even when he's serious, there's something so relaxed and cool about him. And this one felt like he was trying to be relaxed and cool. Yeah. But he just... He just wasn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, like... like, um, And I, I love Ryan Gosling, so it's not like I wanted him to fail or something. Right. You know, like yeah. I only like Harrison Ford. Um, but that it was just like... You know, I don't know. That was just for me. Sorry, but let's go back to back no, the arrival. Have you seen the movie Enemy, by the way? It's another one of his movies. No. You should check that out. It's um, four or five years ago. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. And it's a, kind of a doppelganger thing where he sees someone who looks like him, but it's really it, it, pretty amazing. Flip. No, he's an amazing, uh, amazing director. Yeah, right? yeah, he's great. Uh, so it's hard to make a movie, oh, yeah. let alone a good movie. There's so many factors that you could have a great script, great time filming it, and then you fuck it up in editing or yeah. terrible everything, and then it works great editing. You just like make this amazing movie. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things I liked about Arrival was the uh, it was the first sci-fi movie I've seen where the the actual UFO or the ships were uh, not like the way a human might think of them. So they didn't look like some futuristic plane. They didn't have thrusters or jets yeah. or it was yeah. just this. They were beautiful. Pod yeah, it yeah. hovered. They were really and it made it more believable. I think. Yeah, yeah. All of that, uh, you know, it all takes place in that one. Yeah. Well, I guess from this, except for the flashbacks, but just like with the, with her ch- I mean, I don't want to like, I feel like I'm going to ruin it. No, no, no. The, <laughs> these are all fully spoiled uh-huh. as we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just like with her child. Yeah. And like how you, this is getting goosebumps, how you just, you, their chemistry together, the, uh-huh. those, the Amy Adams and uh, what's his name? Jeremy uh, Renner. Yeah. Yeah. Was like unbelievable. Like yeah. I want them to be together in real life. I That's know. how amazing it was. <laughs> yeah. And you could see the, where they might get angry at each other and like part mm-hmm. and just like the kid they had in that whole circle. Once you realize it all, like the first time you see it. Oh yeah. And I thought it would be less the second time, but it wasn't. It was actually powerful just in a different way. Totally agree. Because I yeah. saw it today for the second time. And knowing the whole... It's one of those movies that uh, once you know the... I mean, I guess it's a twist. It just kind of makes you look at it through a different lens the second time. But it's no less impactful. Yeah. You no. Know? No. It's... Yeah. That's... But that's... That's very amazing about it. It was... For... It was that time. It was that one and... Interstellar that I just thought were mm-hmm. um, amazing sci-fi yeah. universe uh-huh. movies and well they're making very thoughtful yeah. sci-fi and it now. wasn't like sci-fi of like fighting right it was like always like knowledge and curiosity and especially at a time where I feel like uh We've like lost, maybe we've lost it a long time ago, like our connection to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're surrounded so, we're so far from it that we kind of forget that we're like in a giant cycle of these things. Our planet came together by crashing into other things. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I was, 
I love that stuff. Yeah, and, so and, cool. and this was like, I mean, it's almost even sells it short to call it a smart sci-fi movie because it's really about fate and love and you um, almost can free will. Free, yeah, you forget that there's the aliens. Aliens are almost like, there's like, it's a, it's not a, yeah. if you were to say an alien movie, I think you'd watch it. I remember someone said that to me. And they're like, no, 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 it's not. I wouldn't think of it as like an alien movie. Totally not. Like, you know, like, I feel like you'd get the wrong impression. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie about a central question, which is, would you live your life knowing how it ends, if it ends tragically? Yeah. And she does. Yeah, but the way she says it, she's so believable. Oh, yeah, she's But she does it at the end. I I like stuff like that, though. I don't let... uh, I I like try to find stuff that'll that'll bring emotion when I feel it stirring in me. I like mm-hmm. I try to let it out. Yeah, with it just because it's uh, it's so fun. Strangers could make this. Yeah, you find a connection mm-hmm. to it because it's not like it's uh, you know you don't. It's not like you've gone through her her thing, but you right. find your own connection with it, no matter doesn't even need to be exactly what they're thinking and then you get moved by however however you know do you have kids yet no just wait if that's in the future for you well well, all my (laughs) friends who have kids have told me uh, like my friends saw Mrs. Doubtfire and they were like that movie is so sad because even at the end Uh he doesn't get to have his kids yeah that's a good. You point. know what I mean, and it's like it's kind of dark. Yeah, and I was like, I saw it like it's like you know the silly comedy, and I saw it again, and I was like, oh man, it's really <laughs> sad. Um, well, but something like Arrival, and I have a daughter too. Like, I just, oh God. I see this thing, and I just immediately just, and I'm 47 years old, and like a TV commercial can make me cry now. Well, no, my friends say the same. Yeah, say the same thing. Like they're just like, so this movie just wrecks me. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like you have a kid, and you're just yeah. You know, or like you start to re-see things with them and then you have a different perspective. I mean, that's, there you go. That's, that's fun about life though, is that you can have a different perception of stuff. Yeah. Re-see similar things again and maybe see it very differently. You know, I like that. Yeah. The other thing I loved about this movie was just the, the nuts and bolts of the, uh, the language and the way they inked it out uh, in that circular, weird visual language was just so like, they didn't dumb it down or anything. They didn't dumb it down. They also didn't make you feel like you needed to like try to learn the language. They made it believable that That she could. They they spend all the time. Uh Well, just the questions they would ask. Even when they were saying it, I was like, oh yeah, what would I ask? And he was like, well, you can't ask that because that's, or the way people, when they did the misunderstanding and Uh they're like, what if it doesn't mean that? Yeah. And I was just, well, she broke it down that one scene where she's like, they don't even, may not even understand what a question is. Yeah. Like we got to yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. so far back from what are you doing here? Uh, and I, I just thought that approach really, it was just all so realistic. Yeah. And, but it also shows just like, it's great because it still gives a, you know, the authority. I liked it because the authority was like in the military was just shown mm-hmm. how their aggressive nature isn't, um, Constructive. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know? knew it was going to go bad when you saw that one guy watching like the 
Infowars type thing on the computer yeah. and it set it up and you're like, oh fuck man, now that guy's gonna do something. You know. I was pissed when they put that when they put the bomb oh, in. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, that was that was awful. Yeah, I was pissed at those guys. I mean it was a political statement for sure, like diplomacy versus war. Uh and then the the that third act where she uh where she goes to the Chinese general and so she cool. she has now gained the power of kind of leaping through space and time. Well, because she also, like... That's what's so cool in the movie. When you first watch it, you don't really get it. Yeah. She keeps on... You think it's just, like, her dreams. Yeah. Like, what's happening? She keeps on flashing forward and back. Yeah, she doesn't She thinks know she's going on. crazy. Uh-huh. And as, and as a first-time viewer, you think it's all flashback... Yeah. ...of this daughter that she had. Yeah. Where she's actually... So cool. ...remembering the future. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to wrap your head around at first. So it's second... But it's not... Was, I don't feel like it ends, and I was like... It's one of those where it doesn't end, and you're like confused if anything's exciting to talk about like this yeah you know? it, it did not like an interstellar had a lot more ambiguity sure. and, I, and i like ambiguity a lot sure. of times in a movie but that's but, a, i feel like that was also you know black hole different dimensions right it's a lot you could a lot of unknown a lot you could talk yeah. about not not that this is known but it was well it definitely had a it's a little more a definitive ending you know you know you weren't left wondering what was going on at the end yeah. Which was nice. I mean, it was devastating. But, um, and it was just so, I don't know if you like Terrence Malick movies, but yeah. kind of reminded me of some of the early, really great Terrence Malick, like Days of Heaven and stuff like that. that. No, um, I, I do, there's parts I like about it, and then there's parts that, uh, I sometimes just wish there was, it's like, I might like, think of it like a guitar solo. That's like, slow and then just add a little fire and then you can go back and something into a little fire so it's mm-hmm. like a little like too long the pacing for me mm-hmm. sometimes to like you know it can feel a little overindulgent sorry arrival or malik no malik oh okay yeah 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 no I, um I, no, no arrival no not at all i enjoy yeah. that pacing very and i like like when things are i, I don't need speed pacing you know i mean I know this it's a TV show, but people don't like Better Call Saul because they think it's slow. And I think it's, he's probably, you know, the forefront of new television in mm-hmm. that show. So, yeah, you know, um, no, I agree about a lot of the Malik lately, for sure. You know, I love the early stuff, but maybe early, I've never I've never seen this early stuff. Yeah. Badlands and Days of Heaven are his first two movies. Those are two like oh, wait, I did see Badlands. must sees. Badlands was about the. Uh, couple on the cross-country killing spree sort of a basis for natural born killers but yeah wait but that was with martin uh, sheen and yeah, sissy space no I, that's wow but that's much older though yeah yeah that was or, that was mid 70s yeah that was his first movie see like, i didn't even know that no no like 25 I, years old when he uh, made that which is crazy yeah i know it's always crazy when you yeah. think about and that story was based on the, the real story <laughs> that the bruce springsteen album nebraska was based on Really? Of Charles Starkweather and his girlfriend, you know, went on this killing spree. So that well, story just has a trilogy yeah. of greatness yeah. to it. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I did think that one of the brilliant things about this is that he put the 12 pods in 12 different places around the world. I think in the original story, it was all, they were all in the United States, but putting them all over the world means that there was no, and they even make a point of it in the movie, like there is no one person that can solve this. And China's dealing with it in one way, Russia's dealing with it in their way, we're dealing with it in our way. And so that really gave like this unease sure. for an audience. What do you share? Yeah, exactly. What information you share. Is it going to bring the world together? Which it, uh, I guess it really didn't. Yeah. But it was really a story about her. No, but I mean, it, it, well, it depends. I feel like it does, I mean, it could, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of wish you would, you were thinking after that movie, you kind of wish you would, they, they would spend less money on that and more on just, uh, mm-hmm. Educating people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just see what happens. We spent so long, like, throwing rocks at everyone. Yeah. Did you see this in the theater or uh, at home? No. I was late to it. I got, I was so excited. I got sent as a SAG member. I oh. got sent the movie. and I was up, screener? Oh, yeah, it was upstate. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I wanted to see it so bad. And I was, like, doing stuff and I didn't have time. And um, and I got it, and I uh, yeah, I saw it at home. I played. How are you in SAG? I don't know. But you've acted. I have acted. Yeah. What have a, you been in? I was in a movie called uh, Newness by Drake Dormus. I was like a, a huh. small role. 
And you enjoy that? Very much. I, I mean, it was like every emotion possible was firing. Like when I came home from the first day of set, I just curled up into a ball and put on friends. <laughs> and I was like, just trying to like get back. I didn't realize all the, I've become more aware of how my energy is spent mm -hmm. and like, you know, oh, I can't do that because then I'll feel it there and like mm -hmm. where I need to like how to bring it back up and stuff like that. But yeah, that was wonderfully exhausting. So many things and I just kept on thinking how I could do it better. It's always great to start something you like and just not be good but want to be great at it. And right. so like you just, there's that and I ride motorcycles on track. Oh, really? Um, you know MotoGP? Or it's like Formula One uh -huh. but for motorcycles. MotoGP does it, you know, leather suit, and uh -huh. your knee on the ground. Oh, yeah. And I just, like, love motorcycles, and I was on the street, and then as soon as I went to the track and realized what you could do mm -hmm. and how you could learn that, I just fell in love with that. I don't even ride on the street anymore. Um, so you're racing? Yeah, but just against myself. They're just track days. I don't, like, gotcha. I'm not, like, an amateur racer. I mean, though, I, if I ever felt like I was... Getting there, I definitely uh -huh. would. In another life, I would have... So you just go out there and go super fast. <laughs> I just try to, to break later at the turns. Mm -hmm. Find the exact perfect speed where it's not too much or too little for that turn. Come out sooner, the mm -hmm. guess. You know, just all the, your line, your lines change. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and it's also like fun because it's like a group of people, you know... We just know each other through through that bonding over that. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not like, music. It's not. But it's also just different people than I would ever hang out yeah. with. So only because that's just how life is. You right. Know? There's always a few people who cross over, but it's so nice. So it's like none of my other friends. Yeah. It's just doing something different. You know. Yeah, and it's like early, and it's all day, and it's exhausting, and I kind of I like the. It's I've cool. A lot of cool people. Where are the tracks? Um, I, I end up doing a lot in California mm -hmm. because the weather is longer. Yeah. So my bike's out there, but this track's all on the East Coast. Just that, still trying to convince my wife that I need to buy a trailer and a truck. <laughs> I officially want to buy a pickup truck and I have this trailer and I'm super excited about it. But it's cool. We both have pickup trucks, so it's uh, highly recommended. You no, know, I, and you know, the, it was a sh uh, Chevy Silverado is what I want. Mm-hmm. But I just have to convince her. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, it's funny. I mean, it's good. It keeps a good balance. But um, at least and now I have my bike. Right. And I've like done it up. Yeah. Now I just need the mode of transport. Nice. All right. Well, listen, we'll finish with five questions. Sure. Um, Sorry, I really got off the No, uh, this, is, this is all good. But they uh, kind of all go, go together. Because you watch a movie like that. Moves you help think and then uh -huh. meditate on it. Not in life, you think about it through many things, conversations or on motorcycle or. Well, and this is also what makes Albert Hammond tick, you know? Yeah. is isn't just about a movie. Movies, music, and bikes. And underwater, too. I really like that scuba diving. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It must be a nice escape. Oh, man. It's so. It's just like you're just going down and meditate, basically, and mm -hmm. you're just in this other planet. Yeah. And it's just like, sometimes I've looked at fish and they've stared at me. It's puffer fish with like big, almost human-like eyes. And the idea we've come from water. And they're just looking at me. 
Is there a connection? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was fascinating. The mm-hmm. whole world down there. It's just like, if you just look at the words, like, oh, it's ocean and you eat the fish. But without language and you just experience like from your gut, it's your second brain, what's happening. It's, um, it's, it's, you know, it leaves you speechless. That's awesome. Yeah. Movies, music, bikes, scuba. Yeah. Albert Hammond. <laughs> All right. So five questions. What's the first movie you remember seeing in the theater? Oh, remember. I was going to say it's going to be Splash, but let me see. You know it was Splash, though? Well, I I know I saw that movie like a crazy amount of times. My mom told me. I kept on making her take me back. Like an insane <laughs> amount of times. So. Uh-huh. Um, what was the first movie? I mean, that counts. It's so hard. Yeah. Because I, I know at 11 I saw Home Alone, but... You know, with the bodyguard, was that before that? I just remember, you just don't remember sometimes yeah. at seven years old. Let's sure. just do Splash. Yeah, that's the no, first Splash, movie. That's a, that counts. That's a great first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the first R-rated movie you saw? I remember the first NC-17. Oh. Because my mom helped me get in, and it was kids. Oh, okay. Great movie. And it was like, but my mom would always, my first, actually, I do remember my first R movie, Bachelor Party. Ah. I was five <laughs> years old. And I saw a Bachelor Party. Five years old? Yeah. All right. Maybe I was six. It was like, I was very young and saw that movie. I was, Tom Hanks became, it was like my hero. It was his proudest moment, I imagine. It's really, I mean, I really like that movie. It's really <laughs> it's funny. funny. It's probably where I get my, my like, dirty sense of humor where I find, I don't, I'm not offended by things uh-huh. easily. Well, that's good. Uh, will you walk out of a bad movie? Um, yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad though, but, okay. but yeah. Do you remember one? Uh, I should. Many movies, uh, many times I don't remember like wanting to walk out. I'm not, uh, I don't, God damn, I don't remember. Um, but you'll do it. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Older I got for sure. I think that's true with a lot it's of just people. Like, or it's just like too... Now, like I even see a trailer, I'd be like, "That doesn't even." I don't. I don't try to judge it, but there's certain things you just know, and then you end up seeing on a plane. You're like, "I knew it. I knew it was gonna suck." Yeah, like that movie Tarzan. If I could have walked out the plane, I would have walked out of Tarzan. <laughs> that might be. I saw a little bit one of, that of the, the worst day. movies ever made. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. No actor had any chemistry with themselves or mm-hmm. other actors. There was no. I didn't care once besides just leave the camera on the Australian lady because she's hot. Right. He was the worst Tarzan. It was, it was yeah. all, it was so bad. It was so bad. I've, I've really never, I was on a plane. I was so bored. I was like, fine. And the yeah. whole time I was like, I don't want to see this. Planes are the lowest hanging fruit movies wise too. So if you couldn't. And some, I mean, it's nice. Yeah. It could be fun. You watch a romantic comedy. You wouldn't, sure. And you just like, ended up like. Like you can put up with a lot of bad movies. Yeah. On yeah that's plane. what I'm saying. And yeah. that's how bad it was. It yeah. was like, I was like, oh. yeah, <laughs> that's how bored I was. Um, I used to ask a different question here, but no one ever has a good answer. So what? Well, let's see. Well, guilty pleasure movie. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm never, I never feel guilty. 
about that, but I guess, I mean, I guess some, I, I like some terrible movies. This movie called F U. Okay. It's hilarious. I don't think I know that. So uh, with uh, it's about these two guys who play football and they've they've they like they go to cheerleading camp because there's more girls there mm-hmm. and they're just it's just like really funny. It's the guy who was in Dumb and Dumber, one of the guys there, who I, which I actually thought when they were young, uh huh, which I actually thought was not that bad actually. The Dumb that. and Dumber movie, the sequel. No, the. The one with the young kids. Oh, okay. The pre-dumb number. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I, FU has got to be like those kind of like bad. I mean, I saw Euro Trip. I don't know how many times. <laughs> okay, it counts. You know, uh, sometimes it's just yeah. funny and no, fun. Those are guilty pleasures. You know, sometimes uh, they're cozy. They're like mac and cheese. Exactly. You, and you know them. Mm-hmm. And they'll pop on TV, and you just be like. Oh, cool. I'll just finish that. Yes. Sometimes it's a good movie. Shawshank Redemption is the kind that... Oh, for sure. I can never... It goes on. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to fucking finish this. Yeah. That's one of those. You know? Yeah. Like, that, the pacing of that movie is, like, perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's a know, just, great, great movie. It just always, like... And it just it ends on such a... It feels so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two guys meeting on the beach. I know, but it's, like, not... <laughs> but it's weirdly not cheesy you know a lot of times no. when the en- ending's happy like that it can feel mm-hmm. like yeah. I think that's when it's like unearned but Shawshank is so earned yeah on every level yeah sure uh, and then finally movie going 101 what's your movie theater ritual food food where do you sit the whole the whole deal well it depends on the screen okay uh, IMAX only the last bro okay because it's just too big. Yeah. I, I, now that you can, theaters are pretty good now. You can pick, uh, seats in advance. That's pretty cool. That's because I like, yeah, I like, I don't nice. like being on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been on the front a few times, but it's awful. I like, <laughs> yeah. So somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Bigger the Just screen. Just like the, the you know, imagine if it was, um, the theater was yours, where would you sit? And I'm just right. right in the best seat. Uh-huh. You know? I want, I like movie theaters that are loud. I would like to one day have a little theater because I just, I really like loud, loud movies. Mm-hmm. It needs to be loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I have, candy wise, I just, I really want to do the, M&M's and the popcorn. But you don't? I haven't. I've never done it. And oh, I kept on seeing it. And I was just what like... What are you waiting on? I know. <laughs> do that shit. I kind of almost want to go see a movie just so I could do that. Well, that's my advice. Do that. Do you just put one one bag? I feel like you would need two. No, I get like the medium popcorn and then that huge ass peanut M&M. Yeah. That's the one thing. The theater is the only thing where the sizes make no sense. The small... Is like, you know, well, no one share with me because it's right. almost like under, uh-huh. and then any size above that is like ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like you got like I went to in L.A. at least, you know, the popcorn was just, you know, you're gonna leave feeling sick. Yeah, but I usually always do because I can't. I love the sour skittles, these pieces. I love you know just they can go in popcorn too. The Reese's pieces. Yeah, I bet not the skittles. 
No. I wouldn't do that. Skittles and Twizzlers are like on a side thing. Yeah. The thing is, I like the chocolate, but sometimes I like the sour, the sugary candy. All right, man. Do you feel good? I feel pretty good. Yeah. Do you feel good? Yeah. <laughs> Go out and get that pickup truck. I'll do it now, right? Just drive the rest of the tour. All right. Thanks, Albert. No, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. I sure enjoyed that. I hope you did. Um, dirty little secret. I had my my buddy, Eddie, uh, the lead guitarist in my fake old man band, in the room with us as my uh, quote-unquote sound man because <laughs> he wanted to tag along and sit in a room and listen to Albert Hammond Jr. talk for an hour. Uh, and we both got a big kick out of it. He's a, he's a good dude and uh, enjoyed his insight on the arrival and his insight on life and music and art itself. Uh, he was a very interesting guy to talk to, and I hope to meet him again one day. So, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and uh, the, my one regret is not talking to him, because uh, I'm starting to do this with musicians now, is add a question at the end, uh, first guitar, favorite guitar. And I did not get to that on, on mic, but uh, after we recorded, as we were packing up, I asked him about that that white Stratocaster that he plays, and has played for so long, and he confirmed, he was like, yeah man, that's... That's the same one. That's my baby. And I bought it for, I don't know, I think he said like 300 bucks in New York City however many years ago uh, when the Strokes were getting it together. So uh, look for that question in the future when I get a musician in here. So big thanks to Albert Hammond Jr. Check out Francis Trouble uh, wherever you get your music. Uh, go see him on tour. You will not be disappointed. It's a great live show. And uh, until next time, why don't you go out and spend 300 bucks on a guitar? Take a lesson. Get on YouTube, look at a class, start making some music. Movie Crush is produced, edited, engineered, and scored by Noel Brown from our podcast studio at Pond City Market, Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. 
Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.